I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we're live. We're back at it again with another afternoon Ask Anything. Um, I'm Taylor. We got Dale and Gerard. We actually have a full lineup of Penguins, Pirates, Steelers. We haven't had that, I think, the past couple I've done. We've had to answer some Pirates questions without you, <laughs> Gerard. But uh, we'll be here for the next half an hour uh, taking your questions, anything Pittsburgh sports. Um, we're brought to you, as always, by Mike's Bay Bar and the North Shore Tavern. Right now, the new thing at North Shore Tavern, they always have steak on a stone, different things on the stone. Right now, it's a six-ounce uh, Kobe on a stone. Um, you know, same size. You can get the jumbo shrimp or the scallops. Uh, so check them out, North Shore Tavern, Mike's Beer Bar. Um, Gerard, where are you? Are you in St. Louis? No, I'm, I'm in Atlanta now. They, uh, they start a series <laughs> with the Braves tonight. Um, yeah, second time in Atlanta this week. Uh, Delta, gotta love them. Uh, this was my layover city on the way to St. Louis and then right back to Atlanta. I'm in uh, Pittsburgh, Penguins on the road in New York, but uh, the Islanders, the Nassau Coliseum, it's a dump and it's so small and there's limits to how many visiting media can come. So Dale and uh, I mean, uh, Dave and Dan are there for us. Um, so they'll have coverage tonight, morning skate. Looks like Malcolm's going to be back tonight, so that's big. Dale, what are you? Uh, what are you up to? I'm just hanging out, you know, <laughs> trying to enjoy an off season uh, for what it's worth. But you know that there's not never too much of an off season in the NFL. I am reading, uh, as you see my name there. I'm reading uh, Game of Thrones for the third time. The, the I'm going to roll through the entire series again, um, just because. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're watching on uh, Facebook or YouTube, if you leave a question in the comments, uh, we'll get it and we can answer it live on the screen. If you're watching on Twitter, you actually have to tap the periscope. If you don't um, just reply, if you just reply to the tweet, we don't say you have to tap the periscope, leave a comment um, and we'll take your questions. I guess, uh, I mean, the biggest news today, I just mentioned about Malkin. Um, it looks like he's going to be back in the lineup. He did take regular line rushes um, and New York did work with the uh, top power play. So, I mean, that'll, be huge um and so my my guess would be evan rodriguez comes out of the lineup um which is it, this is most most depth the penguins have had it forward i mean but since the start of the season i because evan rodriguez has not been playing bad um but i mean it looks like uh i mean yeah if they go back to their lines uh that they were using before um the game one started in the in the little scrimmages um, it looks like Evan Rodriguez is going to be the next guy out, uh, and he's not a bad uh, 13th option to have. Daniel comes in with a question. Um, he said, now that you've mentioned it, Taylor, what's the worst NHL arena for media that you've uh, been to? I mean, it would be the Coliseum. And I don't, I haven't been to um, a ton of NHL arenas um, outside, you know, the ones in the division and, and a couple more, but the Coliseum, and that's why they're going to, blow it up after this st louis isn't great either st louis doesn't have um like a media workroom uh it's just kind of a space off the concourse uh we can expand this to the other sports dale what about you for for football oh man there's too many to mention uh old cleveland stadium used to be just uh, the dump of all dumps uh you know now that the raiders are out, are, are out of oakland 
Um, that place was just atrocious. Uh, the, the new ones are all pretty good. I mean, they, they really uh, have gone all out to, to kind of leave the media space here. But, you know, a lot of them are you're kind of looking end zone view instead of, uh, the, you know, the 50 yard line view. But, yeah, Oakland and 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 uh, Cleveland were probably the worst, although I did almost get electrocuted one time at Candlestick Park. Um, because they had the, the, the media section was in a glass enclosure and it started raining and I'm looking above us, the rain's falling down. And I look down and all of our power cords are laying in puddles of water that are coming into the, into the, uh, into the, the press box there. So that was weird. Sherrod, <laughs> what about you for, for baseball? Um, so far, like most of my traveling in press boxes has been this zoom nonsense. So it's tough for me to say like, you know, mostly I worked at a city field when the world was somewhat normal. I will say um, there's something called the Pinstripe Bowl that happens every year at Yankee Stadium. December 27th in an open air press box is not a good time. <laughs> it is not. It's miserable. <laughs> I, have, well, I actually have one of my coldest days that I've ever spent in the press box. It was in San Diego on a, for a Christmas game against the Chargers in 19 – I'm sorry, uh, in 2000. Uh, it got down to about, I don't know, low forties in, in the press box and, and San Diego's press box is open and the wind was blowing in. It was, and I had a touch of the flu, uh, that weekend and man, I was just miserable, uh, <laughs> the entire game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not fun. Um, there's a reason that windows exist and the Yankees just want it to be 1927 all the time. Since uh, you know the COVID, you know changes and all the the caps, like we're not in the in the press box in DC anymore. Um, they have like just a section of the the stands, uh, you know, kind of blocked off. So we're in the stands with like tables that are like way too high. So uh, if you know, like they're if I'm sitting, you know, on the side of like one zone, if they go into that zone, like I can't see anything. Um, I am very short, but I know, like, uh, you know, I talked to the other, like, camp starters. They've had issues with it, too. They actually gave us booster seats when I was there for the last series, so uh, making progress. But uh, if the Penguins play uh, the camps in the, in the playoffs, that's not going to be great. Uh, we do have a Steelers question. Tim says, any news on fans at Latrobe? No news on that yet, but do read tomorrow's insider because I do have some a little couple of nuggets from training camp. They're still in the planning stages of that right now. Um, I, I don't know that they'll keep fans out of there. They may limit the number of fans uh, because it is an outdoor venue. Obviously, you're you're out, you know, sitting on a hillside or or, or whatever. Uh, maybe they'll limit the number of fans that are actually in the stands. And I wouldn't expect to uh, to do uh, much meet and greet. Uh, you know, at St. Vincent College, like they've done in the past, where players come out and sign, you know, sign autographs for for an hour after practice, that might be a, a bit too much to ask at this point. Um, Jeremy says, Gerard, if Cahill goes on the injured list, any chance the Pirates bring up Ihore instead of Cool as a starter? Uh, yeah, I, that makes sense for honestly Tuesday, his next turn in the rotation, because. Cool only went 42 pitches. Uh, Shelton already said last night he's going to get a second rehab start. Uh, think back to opening day when he was the, named the starter. He hadn't been built up completely yet. He, this had been around his workload, before, you know, going into the regular season. And, you know, three weeks later, he's on the IL. So they're not going to make that mistake twice. Well, they shouldn't make that mistake twice. They 
already sound like they're not planning to. And Yohure is, is more or less their call it the seventh starter if, if Crow is the sixth starter. So, yeah, I would expect to see Yohure on Tuesday, you know, even if he doesn't go to the I.L. Um, you know, it might, maybe not Tuesday, now that I'm saying it, but next week, he, Yohure is supposed to pitch tonight. Um, but, yeah, it's that's seems to be the logical just next step. 42 pitches, that gets cool through the first inning, right? <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's the other thing is that, you know, whether or not he's healthy, he still has to be better than what he was before he went down. Uh, Moneybags on YouTube says, what's something I need to know before attending a night game at Heinz Field? He says, I'll be at the Seahawks game. Let's see. That's pretty early in the season. So I don't know that you're going to have to dress real warm. Um, but outside of that, get there early. Uh, if you want to get a good parking spot, because I would imagine a lot of fans are going to be, uh, they'll be there tailgating early in the day. Uh, you know, even if you, you park somewhere and go to one of the establishments, uh, that are, that are close and you can watch the, uh, the afternoon games, uh, that would be my only thing. Don't, don't try to, you know, pull in at, uh, you know, seven thirty for that night game. Although that, if you're just going to go to the game, that's what you want to do. Try to get there around seven thirty. But if you want to take in the ambiance and do everything else, uh, get there early and enjoy the entire North Shore, including Mike's Beer Bar. Mike's Beer Bar North Shore Tavern. Again, if you mentioned uh, missed in the beginning, North Shore Tavern. They have the Kobe steak on a stone now. They bring out like a stone. So the steak's only like seared on both sides. They put it on the stone. It's an eight hundred degree stone, so you kind of cook it at your table. It's really cool. Um, Again, if you're watching on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, just leave a comment and we'll be here for the next, I think, 20 minutes answering questions. So um, we have another one. Kevin comes in, uh, long one. Uh, what do you guys think about the Lightning obviously circumventing the cat purpose, purposely like the situation with Kucherov? So um, if you're not familiar with what he's talking about, Nikita Kucherov, um, I mean, one of their best players. He didn't play at all in the regular season because he was injured. Um, but they... He he was skating and practicing for a while. Like he was, and he was able to come back for game one. Um, and so what you know, people think is uh, they wait. They kept him out uh, and on the regular season long term IR longer than they needed to, um, so they could bring him back in the playoffs when there's no salary cap. So um, when the playoffs start, there's no salary cap. So that's why he was able to come off long term IR. So. Now, like he says, they're playing with a team that's kind of it sees that it's close to a hundred million dollar cap hit. If if this were if there were a cap, um, when the NHL's uh, salary cap is is eighty one point five, um, it I don't know. I think because he's like I said, he's been skating for a while, so I, that's I. It seems like cap circumvention. That's what it is. It's not cap circumvention that he's playing right now because there is no cap. But um, I don't know. Is there? Dale, can you think? Can anything like this happen in football? Obviously, no cap in baseball, but no. I mean, it it can't happen uh, because all the players are under the cap. If they're under contract, they have to fit under the cap. Uh, you know, the the rules in hockey are are written this way. Uh, so you're really not quote unquote circumventing the cap. You're mm -hmm. you're playing by the rules as as put forth by the league. If the league didn't want this to happen, and if they don't want this to happen in the future, then they have to close that loophole. Once you sign a contract in the NFL your contract has to fit under that team's salary cap. You can't keep somebody uh, – you can't have somebody sitting off to the side all season long. Now, you could sign somebody. Let's say, you know, for example, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, when, when the, the Patriots signed James Harrison after the Steelers released him, but they still had to fit him under the cap. 
Uh, you know, so there's some of that. But again, I, I think the Lightning in this instance were playing by the rules as set forth by the NHL. So, you know, everybody can complain about it, but the rules are the rules and they, they played by the rules. Yeah, hockey, hockey, hockey's a little different in that um, the cap fluctuates. Um, like you don't go into the season knowing how much really cap space they're going to end up with and um, the moves teams make in the – there's like a daily cap hit and it just has to all come together to 81.5 at the end. And that's why you see at the end of the season um, some teams will end up, you know, not having enough cap space to dress a full lineup for maybe their last couple of games. So they might, you know, play with like four or five defensemen or uh, be a few forwards short – the the cap circumvention it, it's just so if, if a player's on long-term ir and he doesn't have a he doesn't need to be like injury wise then you're not supposed to be allowed to do that um so i guess that's uh that's you know what this circumvention it, it, it kind of goes back to taylor though the the idea that i mean you know you you announce injuries in the nhl well he's got a lower body injury yeah. Okay, is it a muscle strain or is it a torn ACL? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody knows. He's got a he's got an upper body injury. Is he concussed? Is he missing his head? I don't know. You know, so uh, you know if if they if the NHL wants to get around this or stop this kind of thing, they need to put out more of a, an intensive injury report, kind of like the NFL does. You know exactly what injury every NFL player has, uh, because let's be frank, the gamblers want to know. Uh, what those injuries are. So, you know, I, I think the NHL could do a better job of, of, of handling this kind of situation, but I don't think that the lightning are doing anything that's, that's, you know, circumventing the rules they're playing by the, they play by the rules. Um, and, and if the player agreed to sit out until the playoffs, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, if he made a stink about it, then then everybody would know. Hey, I've I was ready to go two months ago, and they just said, they told me they were going to wait. Well, then then you have a you know a situation, but you know, we don't know what the extent of the injury was. We don't know, you know, and, and they're not going to tell us, so they got away with it. I believe he had surgery, and I think they said or pretty early on that he'd be okay to go for the playoffs, which is why people I guess are a little fishy about it. Uh, Jared, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I guess to make a baseball comparison, this is like when you manipulate service time for a prospect. Now, um, you know, if you wait a certain number of days into the season, you know, you get that extra year of team control uh, like the Cubs have over Chris Bryant. Uh, another one of those things. We've never seen a local team do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, I guess, Bryant's the most famous example, uh, especially going into his free agent year now. But, yeah, it's a loophole that's kind of, you know, unethical. Um, and, you know, I guess ethics should be uh, taken into account when making the rules, not when, you know, going about what's already laid out. You know, it's 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 a broken system. Yeah, that's that's what broken systems are. When they're working, dumb stuff happens. And this is there's a there's a, an, a kind of an equivalent in hockey to what you're talking about, like with the with the service time where um, so to be an unrestricted free agent, you have to either be 27 or have uh, seven years played. Um, and if you your contract ends before then, you're a restricted free agent. But if um, a player is 24 or 25 and uh, he doesn't have a certain number of games played in the NHL, then he can become um, an unrestricted free agent early. So sometimes you will see. Um, kind of what you're talking about, where a guy will, they'll put him in the lineup where maybe 
um, they might make a change just kind of for that uh, to get him a couple games to reach that mark. It's really rare. Um, I a, a team did it this season. I can't remember who it was. Might have been the Caps, but um, to then you get a couple extra years of having them as a restricted free agent versus uh, unrestricted. Moving on from all the contract talk, though. Um, <laughs> uh, Swan269, he says, uh, Gerard, do we have a projection on what the Pirates' win total will be after six weeks of the season? Um, which Pirates team? Is it the current uh, just injury report or the actual Pirates? I'm gonna, I, I said a couple weeks back that I, I don't think this team's going to lose 100 games. I am not feeling as great about that, but I, I'm going to stick with it. I think they're gonna they're gonna reach 62 at least, um, and it's it's kind of weird to think about because sure you get you get Hayes back you get Moran back you get some of these guys back and maybe they start playing good ball again but then when do the trades come? Uh, so this is not going this the last two weeks this it's been a different team you know every day. Uh, two months from now, geez, I I couldn't tell you who's even going to be on the team. You know, I, Ben Gamble was in a, a glint in our eye a month ago. Now he's starting every day in left field. Good stuff. We're going to take a quick break, a uh, quick commercial break, uh, and we'll be back uh, later with um, more questions from you, so leave them in the comments in the meantime. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, and we are back, and we are brought to you by North Shore Tavern, Mike Spear Bar. Missed it earlier, North Shore Tavern. They do have the six-ounce Kobe steak on a stone. Uh, check them out right across from PNC Park. Uh, what, I think 500, like, local beers or beers at uh, Mike's Beer Bar, 80 beers on tap. It's always local on tap. So check them out. They're always having crowler specials. Look them up on social or Google them um, to stay up to date on those uh, specials. Uh, Tim, a quick one from Tim. Are the Islanders staying with Varlamov? We don't know. Barry Trotz, um, the past two games, um, when asked about the goaltender, he just said he would have a Russian goaltender in net. Both the Islanders' goaltenders are Russian. Um, based off the clues from Warning Skate, Varlamov was the first one off, um, which usually is an indication that he's going to start. But, um, I mean, the Islanders, uh, before game two, 
Uh, they had Sorokin working on the starters net uh, during all morning skate, and then he didn't end up starting. So um, I don't know if that's gamesmanship or what what have you. Uh, but yeah, so we don't know for sure. Just have to wait and see who leads the team out on the ice for warmups. Uh, Daniel says, hey, Dale, now that rookie minicamp is over, what's your take on Kendrick Green? Can he be an efficient center as a rookie? I mean, I have no, nothing has changed my opinion off based off of what I saw at rookie minicamp. I mean, they were literally football in shorts and had five linemen there and they had one running back. And so they, you know, they were very limited as to what they could do uh, in terms of actual on-field work, but certainly he's, he's capable of doing that. I mean, he was an immediate starter uh, after moving to the offensive line at Illinois, uh, which is, you know, again, in the, it's a big 10 school. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, they like BJ Finney though as well, and they're, they're not going to rush Kendrick Green into the lineup. That's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, he's capable of doing that. BK says, uh, Gerard, is there going to be a lockout for the MLB next year? Oh, geez, I hope not. Um, uh, it's a lot of discouraging signs. Um, listen, don't don't let what I'm about to say minimize the accomplishments because it's still damn hard to throw a no hitter, but it's not good for overall you know the game just the plummeting offense and and the mystery surrounding what the ball is made of from year to year um and, and that's before we get into all the other things that were already a problem with as we just discussed the uh, you know things like service time manipulation stuff like that um i think we saw a year where they took a big hit and both the players and the league recognized how important it is to play. Um, I'm sure it will be a contentious CBA, but I'm going to predict that they will reach a conclusion, you know, before any sort of deadline and lockout because, but like I said, they've, they've seen what it's like without the year, you know, a full year of baseball, let alone a whole nother lockout on top of whatever just came out of a pandemic and how much money they lost. Mike says, uh, anyway, um, are we going to change our play calling in the first quarter and switch it with our fourth quarter play calling? Dale, what are the Steelers going to do? I'm not quite sure what that means, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, there's, there's an entirely new play caller uh, this year, so I don't know what to expect. Uh, you know, I, we've, I've talked to Matt Canada. Matt Canada was hired a year and a half ago. Basically, he was hired in January of 2020 uh, to be the Steelers quarterbacks coach. Since he was hired as the quarterbacks coach, we've spoken to him once on a Zoom call. He was named the offensive coordinator of this team in January, and we have yet to speak to him. So I couldn't tell you one way or the other. I, I, I've never even met the man in person. Uh, I've kind of seen him and you know that, that kind of stuff, but that's it. I, have not, I, I couldn't tell you one way or the other until we get opportunities to speak to him more, you know, but, but I would expect – uh, given everything that's come down from from ownership and from Mike Tomlin and and Kevin Colbert and what they did in the draft, they're going to run the football. They are going to run the football. So no first quarter hail marys, which I think I is would think not. Yeah, you're not going to go hurry up in the fourth first quarter and 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 then go uh, fourth quarter go. Uh, we're going to turtle. No, I, 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 honestly, not to be flipping about it, Mike, but I don't, I'm not quite sure what you mean by by that. Dave uh, says, your takes on Ovechkin's outburst on his teammates, specifically Sam Sonov and maybe Schultz last night. Um, so if you didn't see it, the Capitals lost in uh, double overtime, um, kind of a rough goal 
by Sam Sonov. He went to go uh, play the puck behind the net. Uh, it didn't work out. And then uh, I think it was NBC cut to Ovechkin uh, shortly after, and it looked like he was yelling at Sam Sonov um, uh, very animatedly. I it's I don't know. I think. I, I I see Caps fans saying, you know, like, oh, that's passion and, you know, that's great. But I also think, like, if a lot of other players other than, like, Ovechkin did this, um, like, like if, if Crosby did it, could you imagine what, like, the Canadian media would do? They would blow up. Um, I I don't think it's something you want to see, like, on the ice right away. I don't know if Ovechkin wants to talk to him in the locker room. That's a whole other story. Um, but yelling him on the ice right after he let in the double overtime goal um that's uh not something i think you want to see did either of you see what i'm talking about no No. but i i don't have a problem with it i mean he's the team captain he's the face of the team uh they're they're obvious star um you know it's a double overtime game they're going to be they're going to be high emotions in that situation uh so you know and, and i don't know what you know what is their relationship like that's they're the other part. There yeah. are four Russians on the team. They're right. very tight. Um, yeah. So you know him him yelling at his close friend in that situation is different than him yelling at the the fourth line center who who's just a kid trying to you know make his way in the league. I, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, and the fact that it's a literal Hall of Famer just sort of <laughs> carries a little more weight. Like I know how you mentioned people are weird with with Crosby, and I guess they want him to be the uh, 17 year old that was drafted well, for the rest of his career. But um, yeah, it, it, it goes a lot further when it's this guy, like, I guess Yadier Molina might be a decent, even though he's not as skilled. Like, like if I saw Yadier Molina, like yelling at Edmundo Sosa, like, yeah. Okay. Good for you. Sosa. You're learning something from this. <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of people cause Sam Sonoff, he is a rookie, um, which I think kind of plays into it too. Um, my mom commented Sam Sonov shouldn't have been on COVID protocol again. Sam Sonov had COVID earlier in the year and he went on protocol. Was out a while. He had it really bad. He he said when he came back, he had um, trouble walking at times. Um, they had to send him down to the AHL for a bit for a conditioning stint um, just because he, he was away from the game that much. And then he was on protocol again recently, but um, Kuznetsov was also on protocol again recently. And, Kuznetsov said that he tested positive again, like he had it again. Kuznetsov got it twice. So um, Samsonov wasn't on it as long as Kuznetsov, um, but he was a close contact. If you remember earlier in the season, all the Caps were on, the Caps Russians were on the COVID list just because two of them tested positive and they all hang out together. So they all had to miss a couple of games, but um, Samsonov and Kuznetsov were the two that had it earlier. The seat, and then again, Kuznetsov had it again, and it sounded like he had it pretty bad. He just said it this afternoon. Um, uh, kind of crazy to see that. Uh, he was on the list for I think like two weeks, so they were without him for a bit. Um, let's see. Uh, Pirates, uh, Jard, uh, since we have no catcher of the future right now, could Stallings get a long term extension, especially with new and experienced pitchers coming up? Will his age be an issue down the road? Well, yeah, his age is going to be an issue, <laughs> but. I, I think it's not going to take a long-term extension to keep Jacob Stallings around. Um, so it's not the worst idea. Um, they like the guy. He's, he's a smart guy. He's, he's good for this club. Um, you know, I, 
<laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in three months in terms of the draft. Uh, look, two months now, geez. Um, but again, catcher and first base are going to be positions where because the present uh, option is, is actually pretty good, it, it's going to be a, a point of focus and call it a rebuild. Um, and let's say three years from now, he's, he's going to be, what, 34, 33? If he's still kicking around, these it's not going to be expensive. It's not going to it's not going to be necessary to give him a five year deal. You know, he can be had for shorter term deals. Yeah. Ideally, um, he's a number two. I mean, that's he's a, he's just a good he's a cerebral guy. He's hitting the ball better than than he you know ever really has. He just works really well with the with the pitchers. And there's not a ton of of catching talent just available in general. Um, uh, obviously, you see what's going on with their Mike, with their, with their Michael, with their backup Michael Perez right now. It's just, it's just tough sledding, and it's not, it's not a point of focus in the lineup. Yeah, you know, it's if if the guy can work well with the pitchers, that's all that really matters, and and that's not a Pirates specific thing. A lot of teams, you know, view that position that way. We're not all going to be JT Real Muto. Tim says, do the Steelers finally give Barry the boot? No, he's still around. Uh, in fact, they re-signed him this offseason to a one-year deal, uh, but then they went and drafted a, you know, a, a, a punter in Percy Harvin, um, or Presley Harvin. I keep wanting to call him Percy. That that would be a much bigger deal if they, if they drafted Percy Harvin. Um, they can save $400,000 by, by moving on from Jordan Berry and going with Presley Harvin. That's probably where they're leaning, but you know they have a backup plan there with Jordan Berry. And they gave Jordan Berry the boot last year, and it didn't work out. They brought him back. So, um, a different Tim says, "Sorry, join late. Uh, what will the Pirates do with uh, the rotation with uh, Cool coming back and Yuhari, et cetera? Yeah, um, we met, mentioned before. Uh, Shelton said that Cool's going to have to get another rehab start. Yuhari could very easily be an option for uh, next week when uh, the I want to say the Cubs and the Rockies are in town. Um, Cahill's next turn is Tuesday if he can't make that. I believe Yuhuri pitches tonight, so it might work out for Yuhuri to just slide into that spot. Um, so, yeah, we, we did talk about that before. Um, and then Robert wants to know, he didn't hear about Cahill. Is he out? Uh, out meaning IL, we don't know yet, but he did come out in the uh, second inning yesterday. He had a calf injury. Um, you want to talk about just – a lack of communication on injuries. The Pirates might as well be any NHL team. Um, at least I know it's the calf. Uh, they every it seems like every Zoom call they're in they're in the trainer's room right now. We're, we're look we're looking at them right now. We're in the, uh, so hopefully today we'll find out some more. Uh, we'll see if if there's an IL stint necessary. And uh, it's it's a tough spot for a, a vet that you know is probably limited on his chances to. Stay around the game. I wrote about that last night if you guys want to read DKPittsburghSports.com. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the injuries in the NHL. The Penguins are – some of some other teams will tell you what's up or, you know, what they're dealing with. You know, I like Trotz before the series said, you know, Varlamov is dealing with a little strain. Like, that's way more than, like, we got from Sullivan all year. Um, uh, I think the most we got out of Sullivan is that he said – uh, Casey to Smith's current lower body injury is related to his previous one, but we don't know what his previous one is. So, um, 
I know in the past, what they would at least be open about, you know, if it was a concussion, they wouldn't call it an upper body injury, but that's not even the case this year because uh, what Mark Friedman was out for a little, like two months with a, with an upper body injury. Then he came back and he's like, yeah, you know, you gotta be careful with concussions. And it's like, Oh, no one told us it was a concussion. Um, and then Sullivan's uh, latest thing, the last stretch of the regular season. And now is that like, if you ask him, you know, just for, if anyone's gonna be available for the game, um, his, his phrase is, everyone who skated is a game time decision tomorrow. So he uh, won't even give you any specifics there. So that's just, uh, that's playoff hockey, though, I guess. Um, seems like a good place to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we do this every weekday, 3 to 3.30. We're back at it again tomorrow. I think it's um, day in, uh, Alex and Tom doing it tomorrow. So uh, get your payments, Pirates, uh, Steelers questions ready for them. Um, and we hope you'll join us tomorrow.